This is the Plant Advice Gardening Podcast, Episode 30, the RHS Tatton Park Flower Show and Gardening Jobs on Plants of Interest for September. Plantadvice.co.uk for all your gardening needs. Hello and welcome to the Plant Advice Gardening Podcast with me, Richard Farrer. And me, Sue Mack. This is the podcast to help you get the very best out of your garden with our regular features such as jobs to do in the garden and plants of note for this time of year. Coming up in this episode, we talk to Monty Don from BBC Gardener's World TV show. He was at the Tatton Park Flower Show. Our plant of the month for September is Rodbeckia fulgida variety demii. We have jobs to do in the garden and the vegetable garden and forthcoming garden and flower shows. September is here. It's a month that can provide a brief extension to summer. Sometimes we can get a bit of an Indian summer or it can herald the beginning of the autumn season. I think it's heralding the autumn season here at the moment, Sue, isn't it? Oh, definitely. As we're speaking, it's raining outside. The temperatures seem to have dropped. September can be a quiet month in the garden as it's got a lack of colour compared to earlier on in the year, waiting for the highlight of autumn or fall in America. But you can also get some colour in September. We've got a few interesting plants in the garden, which is still doing quite well. It is holding its own. A lot of the oranges have gone, but there's still a bit of blues and pinks because, again, the roses are getting their second flush. Like so nice yellow rose, which yeah. is coming out. He's and doing really well. And the pink one's going to flower again, hopefully, which I think it will because it's not cold enough yet for the roses not to. So there is still colour. And the garden, the grass is looking green still. And <laughs> But you can see the hanging the baskets are, yeah, are hanging over. on, not producing as many flowers. You can see it's coming, yeah. and soon. <laughs> it's, it's down to your choice Too of soon. plants. Maybe the plants we've got we haven't picked specifically for September, but you can get things, quite a few plants that do flower into October as well. But yeah, but not like your hanging baskets no. and that. I can see they are really... Past their best, aren't they? Yeah. They, Although last year you did really well with the hanging well, baskets. Well, because it was so hot. Yeah. Different. But now at night and in the mornings, it's quite chilly. And these bedding plants, they just don't like it. No, the tender sort of plants, aren't they? They need molly coddling. Someone who left a message on our Facebook page, which if you want you can get at facebook.com slash plantadvice. Julie Bradby, she says, I love listening to your podcast and thank you both for the Chelsea images. Very generous. I'm in Australia, so your seasons are topsy-turvy, but I love the hints and plants, etc. and take notes and pop them in my garden diary for something great to look forward to. I'm in a cool temperate zone in the goldfields of Ballarat, Victoria, and love gardening and have a greenhouse and above-ground vegetable beds. We really appreciate your work from down under. That's really nice. Thank you ever so much, Julie. It's nice to know that somebody on the opposite side of the planet is listening to us. Yeah. But as you say, your seasons are topsy-turvy because you're in the Southern Hemisphere, a bit like Cape Town. So you come from Cape Town, that's in the Southern Hemisphere. Yes. Yeah, and it is just so weird. So as we're going into autumn here, 
Australia and Cape Town's going to be heading to spring. Yes. So as we're finishing off the season, Julie's going to be looking forward to the spring season starting. I'm interested, though, that she said she's got a greenhouse in Australia, yet we don't have greenhouses in South Africa, so that's quite interesting. But then Australia is a huge continent, yes, and there must be areas that are cooler. Yeah, very. We, but then so, South Africa is as well, and it has varied climates. Well, exactly. You go up into Dragonsburg, and you've yeah. got mountains there. It's, you get snow up there. So, Completely yeah, that's different. quite interesting. Well, thank you, Julie. It's really nice to know, and enjoy your garden. You're looking forward to your season now. Now, at the end of July, we went to the RHS Tatton Park Flower Show. This is the third of the big RHS flower shows, one of the later ones in the season, so the plant colours do change. And they had a few different themes, one of which was water gardens this year. They had mm. three different water that, gardens, which were really nice. They have a carnival theme across the whole show with carnival dancers. And they also have the Young Garden Designer of the Year competition. They had three finalists this year, and the theme was... English Country Garden. And you liked the one that won, didn't you? Yes, that I was did. A very I thought that was lovely. Typical English country planting. Yes. But then that's our style. We like that. A cottage garden yeah. sort of thing, yeah. She did deserve to win, yes. we think, because we like that exactly. style. Exactly, yeah. It was good. The only thing I think, there was two things that I was disappointed in. The municipality flower the beds. The council flower beds. They only had three, three this year. Yeah. And they've usually got a load, haven't they? Yeah. Maybe it's a sign of the times. You know, a lot of people are anti them because they are expensive. Well, I know um, George, who used to do the podcast yeah. with us, he was he very much against it because he thought, why are we spending council tax money on pretty flowers when there should be more important things like fixing the roads well, and things? there is that point. And then another thing, it was so quiet, wasn't it? It was. It was we hard. were at press day. But even for press day, it was very it was, quiet. Yeah, definitely quiet, wasn't it? It was like a ghost town. It was very strange. I'm sure the show itself would have been a lot busier. Yes, well, we saw it on TV, didn't we? And yeah. there was a lot of people. But it's interesting that the press day was so quiet. Yeah. Maybe next year it'll be better attended. I don't know the reason for that. Interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. But when we were there, we caught up with Monty Don. He presents and hosts the BBC's TV show Gardener's World. And uh, Monty does all the shows, so I asked him, well, what's it like? Do you get a bit flowered out or a bit showed out by the end of the year? And this is what Monty had to say to us. Monty, we're at the Tatton Park Flower Show here. Sure. One of the third of the big RHS flower shows, end of the season. We've had RHS Hampton Court, we've had RHS Chelsea. Do you get all flower showed out at the end of the season? It's actually uh, it's a good point. Uh, I think what stops that happening is that they're all different. When I come to Tatton, I'm not just seeing a, a sort of slightly more northern version of Chelsea or Hampton Court. I'm seeing something that you don't get elsewhere. And that comes in a number of ways, partly because it's got its own character, partly because the plants are different. It's a different time of year. Yeah. It's a different colour palette. You get lots of oranges and purples and ochres and umbers, which are a whole different range of colours, different set of plants. And Tatton has its own feeling of place. It's a lovely place. It is lovely. It's, um, you've got the council flower beds, which are a, a unique feature of mm. Tatton. Although they don't they seem fewer. to have as many this year as Yeah, last there's year. only three of those flower beds this year. Whether that reflects the state of councils... Uh, could do, the austerity. Yeah, or whether it reflects a lack of interest, I don't know. But certainly they were a very distinctive feature of Tatton. Very I much. remember when yeah. there would be 12, 13, 14 of them. So maybe that's going. Maybe it's dying a death. Who knows? 
And which gardens have really captured your imagination here? Well, it's early days. I'm loath to come to judgments when you, you know, I've been here a day, but when I'm here, I'm filming, I'm busy. In other words, I never walk around the whole show. Yeah. I go from job to job to job. I've just been filming on Paul Harvey Brooks' garden, which I really like. I admire it very much indeed because of its ambition and its scope and it's executed so well. There's a back-to-back garden. I always forget the names of gardens. It's just very simple grasses with a pewter-coloured wall. Ah, yes, that one with a curved wall exactly on it. Exactly that. That was yeah. very nice, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that subtle but lovely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like that. It's, what I'm looking for when I come to see show gardens is creativity. I'm not looking for brilliant recreation of an existing garden. Yeah. I want something that I've never seen before. It could be just a combination of a couple of plants. It could be a whole garden. I'm not asking the moon from every garden. But what I want to do is be inspired and enthused by things that I hadn't seen. I don't want my own thoughts confirmed. I, you know, if I want to see Sissinghurst, I'll go to Sissinghurst. So you're always looking for inspiration to take back and do something in your own garden then? Always, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere I go, always have done, all my life. And yeah. how do you manage to keep on top of your garden? You must have a massive garden. I don't have a massive garden. I have a two-acre garden. That's Uh, quite large. It's quite large, but it's not massive. In other words, it's in the country. It's larger than most people's, but that's why I moved there, to get a bigger garden. You know, it was a field. So I just bought a field. And it must be pretty much a full-time job. Well, yeah, no, I have help. I have two full-time gardeners. Right. I do a lot of better. There's no way it can be a full-time job because I'm working. I'm away. I'm filming four or five days a week. I write 12 articles a month. Uh, I write books in the winter. So I work. I don't get paid to garden. Yeah. I get paid to present gardening (laughs) programmes. So my gardening is all done in my spare time, just like everybody else. And you enjoy that then? I don't enjoy it. I love it. (laughs) I should hope so, really, given the job you do. (laughs) That's what I do. The thing I don't enjoy is not having enough time in the garden. Yeah. I think we all suffer that one. Yeah. I feel frustrated by that. Well, Monty, thank you ever so much. It's been a pleasure. We look forward to seeing your presentation of this show and future shows to come. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. He seemed to like the garden that we liked. It was the one that had the lawn down the centre. Mm. That was absolutely stunning. Didn't that get um, Best in Show? show. Oh, it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Modelled on an English country estate garden, Mm. wasn't it? And then at the back, the sort of potting shed. and That resonated with us and our gardening style. Yeah, definitely. It was really good. But again, there were some lovely ones in the whole show. There were still some really lovely ones and not any that were like, ooh, what's that all about? No, even the sort of more concept gardens, the avant-garde ones, gardens, were really yeah. good as well. And the ones about, it was the year of light, wasn't it? So yes. they had fibre optics and one mimicking the Large Hadron Collider. Yeah, I liked But they were that. good. Yeah, yeah no, different. Very good. And what I thought was really interesting, speaking to Monty, he doesn't do much gardening himself. He hasn't got the time. He hasn't got the time. He's got two full-time gardeners. And he's got a big garden. Well, it's two acres. We see that on TV and it's it must take a lot of looking after. Yeah. I'm sure two full-time gardeners have sort of worked to the bone, aren't they? Exactly. Plant of the month. Now, our plant of the month for September is Rudbeckia fulgida variety Demii. This is also known as Deem's Coneflower or Black-Eyed Susan. 
It's a clump-forming erect herbaceous perennial. It has the RHS Award of Garden Merit, which means the RHS have tested it, and you know it should perform pretty well in most gardens. It's got the RHS scale of H7 for hardiness, which means it's hardy in the severest European continental climates, down below minus 20 degrees C, so that really will tolerate some extreme cold. It will tolerate full sun or partial shade, and it's a long flowering plant, so as we were talking earlier, so this would be a good one. It goes from August to October, with yellow, orange, daisy-like flowers with a blackish brown sort of eye in its centre, hence its popular name, Black-Eyed Susan, and it's about 7 centimetre across on erect stems. Looks yeah, like I a big yellow daisy. And I do recognise that one. It is pretty. In but it's, big, look how it is quite big. It spreads. Look well, how big, in, in a clump, and you've got yes. a big clump, it's going to make a big statement, isn't yeah. it, in the garden? And certainly as you're heading into September and October, that will give a bit of a zing and colour into oh, your definitely. border. definitely. Very pretty. But again, we don't have any room. We don't, no. Our garden is full. <laughs> the other side, <laughs> Every month we feature a flower. We think, we'll where go, can oh, we squash that no. in? It's just not going to happen. Well, <laughs> as the nights pull in, we have shorter daylight hours and it gets colder. We don't spend as much time in the garden. We can't actually see the garden very well from the living room on a house. So if we're not in the garden and we can't really see it, what's the point in putting exactly. loads of flowers in just for this time of year? Let's concentrate on the time we are in the garden. Well, exactly. And that's what we do try and do. And we haven't even got anywhere in the front garden to put it. I don't think we would get enough no. sun. Because <laughs> well, it is sun. Yeah, full, full sun or partial yeah. shade. So no, so we'll have to give this one a miss, I think. We'll give this a miss. But, but it is very pretty and, yes, lovely show. Nice yellow colour for the, for when it is starting to get miserable. Yeah, because even in September, October, on a dry day, you can get some nice low sun, which really would shine on that, yes, wouldn't it? Yes, very pretty. So if you've got a garden at home and you can see your garden from the house and you want a bit of late colour in the autumn, Redbeckia is a good choice. It has oval-shaped, hairy, dark green leaves. Soil-wise, it likes moderately fertile, moist but well-drained soil. It's good in improved clay soils. So if you've got a clay soil and you've added a lot of humus or compost sort of matter, that can help. It grows up to about 60 centimetres tall and spreads to about half a metre. It's got an average growth rate, two to five years to maturity. It does make excellent cut flowers, nice to bring in at this time of year. Generally pest and disease-free, although slugs can damage young growth. Deadhead faded flowers, well, that's a continuous thing for most it flowers, is, isn't, isn't it? It is, And if you want to propagate it, you can divide it in spring or autumn, or sowing seed in spring under a cold frame. Jobs to do in the garden. Now, jobs to do in the garden. Transplant evergreen trees and shrubs. Providing they're not too big, the younger the better, September is an excellent month to transplant evergreen trees and shrubs if you think you might have planted them in the wrong place. Or if you think it's just time to reorganise your border a bit. So to do this, prepare the hole into which the plant is to be moved into first, because when you dig the plant up, you want it back in the ground as quickly as possible to prevent the roots drying out. After you've dug the hole and dug in plenty of well-rotted compost or manure into the base, it's time to dig up the plant. Take your time and dig as deep as you can to minimise root damage and end up with the biggest possible root ball you can. Make sure you get some help, though, to lift the plant, because if you've got a big root ball and a lot of soil on, it can be quite heavy. 
Make sure the top of the root ball when you plant it is level with the soil surface and then backfill the soil, firming down carefully with your heels as you go. Finally, don't forget to water daily as there will inevitably have been some damage to the roots and the plants need to be in a little bit of intensive care for a few weeks after you transfer them. Our evergreens are a hedge at the front in you, Sue, but we're not transferring any no, of those, are I we? No, I don't think we're going to touch those. They're looking sort of good at the Better. moment. Yeah, yes. we're happy with them. I just there. hope they don't turn orange again this oh, autumn. I know, that was bizarre for an evergreen Strange. tree. It's not supposed to do that, no. but they went very brown. They do seem to bounce back. Not 100%, but yeah, they're getting there. But I think, yeah, we haven't lost any more, which is no, a good thing. that's good. Watch this space. We'll report back in spring. And speaking of spring, it's time to plant your spring bulbs, such as daffodils, winter aconites, crocuses, hyacinths and scillas can all be planted this month. You're thinking of planting some across the way around the trees, aren't you? Yes, because we've got a bit of a green spot and all around the village we've got these daffodils popping up except on our little green spot so, so i'm going to go and buy that. some and put some yeah. in and then we'll have our daffodils <laughs> i think that'll look really nice so when you do plant spring bulbs you need to carefully refer to the planting instructions for each type of bulb make sure you plant them at the correct depth and allow enough space between each bulb in the planting hog as different bulbs will require different planting depths if you're in heavy poorly drained soil in your garden such as hours mm. add grit or sand to the planting hole and around the crowns of the bulb to prevent rot in wet weather i think that's the problem we've had a few years in the past with bulbs yeah but we, we do regularly mm. do this now don't we yeah we still don't get a huge show of bulbs do we no pity because they are beautiful yeah we'll enjoy them in the village <laughs> yeah elsewhere this time of year you can also be sowing grass seed or laying turf. September is just about the best month to sow grass seed for a new lawn or lay turf. Or you can have warm patches or otherwise good lawn that might need repairing or reseeding. So the weather in this month is usually perfect for the job as the soil is still warm and the chances of rainfall are higher. They certainly are because it's raining at the moment. We're getting a lot of rain. We are, but the plants do need it because we yeah, haven't had much Yeah, because we've had a very dry season. summer, very yeah. dry. So it is well deserved, but not on a bank holiday. <laughs> no, but that's the way it is, isn't it? That is the way it is. Everybody has a day off from work and, and it, it rains. rains. <laughs> September is also a good month for new additions to the garden. Usually reliably moist weather makes a good time for planting. The soil is a bit softer and easier to work. You always try to dig things in or pull things out when the soil when it's rain, don't you, Sue? Well, because of the clay. Yeah, it makes it so solid to when it's dry. With. Yeah. So it does make it a lot easier. In fact, I must get no. those verbena in the rest of them now that we've yeah, had so much rain. Gave us she potted on and grew a load of verbena bonariensis, which I like in the garden, but we've only got one inch of up, a single store. Uh, but if you've got a clump of them, they really do make a statement in the border. So hopefully we'll have a yeah, clump next I'm desperate year. to get those going. <laughs> <laughs> I do like those. <laughs> September, you can also continue deadheading and regular lawn mowing because the grass is still growing. Raise the height of cut in very dry weather, but I don't think that's going to happen here in the UK at the moment. Elsewhere in the world, you might have drier weather than us trim the border edges and regularly spray roses against green fly and black spot we've done much better this year haven't we yes we have and we must spot. keep going with that we stuff don't seem to have had a big infestation of no green we've fly. done really well we have but it's been an odd season as well it has 
water and feed containers and hanging baskets regularly if you can keep them going for a bit longer why not you spend a lot of money on them and take cuttings of pinks and carnations in the vegetable garden in the vegetable garden it's a bountiful time. It's harvest time now. Sow seeds outside of lettuce. You can still be sowing lettuce to get a crop coming yeah, through the autumn. Yeah, we've got a crop coming up yeah, nicely and good. radishes are growing. So yeah. hopefully we'll get a flush before And spinach autumn. you can also sow seeds outside uh, okay. of this time of year. And harvest. Oh, and we had <laughs> get your rewards. Beetroot. Beetroot. We had our beetroot, yes. Oh, so you can harvest lovely. peas, French beans, tomatoes, onions, radish, carrots, turnips, beetroot. We boiled them and you put them with some vinegar and they're really nice in a salad, aren't they? Gorgeous. Delicious. Fresh from the garden. You can also be harvesting spinach, cauliflowers, cabbages, lettuce, globe, artichokes, broad beans, runner beans, marrows, courgettes. We've had a few this year, but it's not been a really bad season for courgettes. Very. We're normally giving them away. We've got so many and, and we haven't. Just little we, small we, things, aren't they? I've just brought one in now, which is quite reasonable, and I've got another one coming up, but... Like I said, normally like we're giving years, them away. Yeah. Quite disappointing, really, because we love courgettes. And we, we do. We do a lot with a lot them. Of things. We had so much last year. You made courgette muffins. I know they were lovely. They were. You I have to make. I have well. to make a bunch with the last lot of courgettes that I get. Okay, I'm looking forward to that then. You can also be harvesting cucumbers, potatoes, Swiss chard, broccoli, sweet corn, aubergine, peppers, pumpkins, and Brussels sprouts. Now, forthcoming garden and flower shows for September. We are heading to the end of the season, but there's a few autumn shows. From the 8th to 13th of September, there's the RHS Wisley Flower Show. RHS Wisley is their premier flagship garden when they do a lot of research. We visited that earlier on in the year. So, that was lovely, And that was a stunning it? day, wasn't it? Absolutely amazing place. So if you live in the UK, down south, it's well worth a visit. It is, definitely. Beautiful. And from the 18th to 20th of September, there's the Harrogate Autumn Flower Show. We attended that one year and we did spot plants which were in flower at that season we'd never seen before. We got one for the garden, didn't we? We did, yes. So it is well worth attending some of these later shows, certainly if you want some later colour in your garden. And then finally, 26th to 27th of September is the Malvern Autumn Show. We went to that for the first time last year, didn't we? Yes, and it was good. I enjoyed it. Was. it. Just they didn't have the show gardens. No, but, but it's different. But they had a fantastic range of plants. And it was more shopping as well, wasn't it? There was yeah. lots of shopping stalls. And the monster vegetables. Yes. They had pumpkins which you yeah. think you could put wheels on and make yes. a carriage out of. Yeah, and I would Cinderella. mind doing Malvern again, maybe next year. Yeah, it's a beautiful setting as well, it just was under the Malvern really Hills, good. isn't it? Well, that's about it for this episode. You can get the show notes and links from this episode on our website at plantadvice.co.uk slash episode 30. You can follow us online at plantadvice on Twitter or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash plantadvice. And if you've downloaded this episode and you fancy getting it every month directly to your iPod or other device, you can subscribe to us on iTunes if you search for Plant Advice and you should be able to find us there. What have you got planned for the next couple of weeks then, Sue in the Garden? I'm just trying to keep it going. 
as colourful as it is, because it is, if we do get the odd day, it is nice to sit out there and still enjoy it. It is, yeah. And you know how I've got to keep my grass cut and neat, <laughs> so keep on top of my grass still, because I don't like sitting in a messy garden. No, so continue deadheading, still watering, hanging baskets a little yes. bit to keep them yeah, going. Yeah, because even today we've had two, three days of rain, but of course the hanging baskets no, don't get it. Because so they're in the shelter from the yeah, garage there, aren't so they, you, depending on which direction the rain comes exactly. from. Exactly, so you think they're okay and they're not, so... Yeah, oh, just generally pottering really now pottering. and enjoying it because, <laughs> because it is looking after itself and looking very pretty. and Enjoy it. That's the mm. best thing, isn't it? Enjoy your garden. That's what it's all about. Well, that is all for this episode. Thanks ever so much for listening, and I hope you listen again next month. Until then, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. podcast was brought to you by plantadvice.co.uk for all your gardening needs.